Welcome back to my podcast, Bethany Says, Beauty, Style, and You. This podcast is decidedly different from many others I've done because of our current situation of shelter in place or quarantine, depending on your location and your health. We are in our third week of it, and I'm going to be sharing some of my reflections and things I'm learning through this. I'm also going to be revisiting some advice from a podcast I recorded last year to help bring balance. Let's dive in. None of us could have predicted or expected we would be working from home, homeschooling our children, and unable to leave our houses except for necessities because of a deadly virus sweeping our country and our world. As Walter Cronkite used to say to close his news broadcasts, that's the way it is. We don't know whether to laugh or to cry right now. Both are beneficial, actually. The highlight of my day, I don't know about you, but I'm just loving the funny memes and the videos that I'm receiving in group texts or seeing on Facebook, and I'm quickly sharing them with others that I know will appreciate them also. Laughter is a great medicine. It reduces the stress hormone cortisol and it triggers the release of endorphins, which promote an overall sense of well-being. Endorphins also temporarily relieve pain. Laughter also boosts your immune system. This is because of the reduction in stress that I was talking about just a moment ago, but it's also because laughter increases infection-fighting antibodies, which improve your resistance to disease. I find that (laughs) fascinating. If you need more encouragement to laugh, laughter burns calories, yay, and it's good for your heart by increasing blood flow. I need that extra calorie burn right now because we have way too many chips and sugar in this house right now. The greatest benefit of laughter for us right now is it boosts your mood. Yay for that. I don't know about you, but I'm sad about what's happening. I'm missing my family and my friends and my loved ones. I just want to give everybody a hug. The positive feelings you receive from laughter stay with you which helps you keep a positive outlook in the face of difficulty. Crying is also beneficial. I've not had like a full-on good cry about this, but I am feeling more emotional lately, like sort of close to tears, like just the silliest little commercial or something, and I'll be all weepy about it. I know some of you've cried, and I encourage any of you listening to do it any time you need to. Crying, like laughter, reduces stress, and it restores a state of balance in the body. I know that I've sometimes had a good cry and then just felt so much better afterward. Humans are the only animals that can cry, so it kind of feels like it's a little gift that we need to be um, tapping into. I'm most comfortable crying in private rather than in front of others, but... It's okay for others to see you crying because this gives them an opportunity to comfort you, which helps you and them feel better because I know right now everybody just wants to be able to do something to make this better. In episode 10 of my podcast, I titled it Press Reset, and you might want to go back and listen to it if you have not heard that one. 
I spoke about an article that I enjoyed from Porter Magazine, and my first takeaway from the article was to set a daily intention of living a simpler way. Oh my goodness, that is so prophetic. Many of us have gone from a go, go, go life to a sit, sit, sit existence. What I shared at that time in the the podcast was that a busy life is not a fulfilling or happy one necessarily. I've found in this time of less to do that I don't need to do a whole lot to be happy. I have my husband and kids to hug and kiss and take care of and cook for, and I just wish I could see a few friends and hug and kiss them too. Maybe when I finally do, that's when I'll have my good cry. Also in that episode 10, I discussed the benefits of exercising outside. Many of us are doing this right now with this lockdown in place. Um, We're enjoying more frequent walks. Some neighborhoods are doing theme walks where your neighbors are putting pictures up in the window. It was a shamrock walk for um, St. Patrick's Day last week. Our walk was flowers in the window. This week it's silly faces. Um, I have friends who are doing social distancing walks together, and this is just one of the best things that we could be doing for ourselves right now. Research and studies have shown exposure to green space reduces the risk of type 2 diabetes, cardiovascular disease, premature death, preterm birth, stress, and high blood pressure. Those last two being the ones that most of us are looking to chase away right now. I helped chaperone a third grade field trip last month and we were outside for half the day in a nature preserve and it was a gorgeous day. It was sunny, it wasn't too hot. One of those very rare days in in Dallas. I was so giddy that afternoon and into the evening. I just had this sense of happiness but also a sense of balance and calm. I shared uh, what I experienced um, in a text to a nurse friend of mine who I knew would understand and relate to it, and she said, Mother Nature is a beast, and I agree. If you live in a gray place like Chicago or Seattle, get a light therapy lamp. While there's no replacement for the real thing, we need light, and a lamp will do in a pinch. Another thing that will give us a feeling of control and balance right now is to keep a regular schedule. I know it seems silly because we're just all at our house, but um, this is really going to help um, with the flow of the day. I'm homeschooling my third grade twins, and our morning schedule is set. We're doing this period from this time to this time and so forth. We're, I'm giving us, you know, two or three hours of free time in the afternoon because by then we all need it. We all just want to have our space and do something that we'd like to do. But getting up when I normally would be, doing yoga in the morning, eating relatively well throughout the day with plenty of water, and sticking fairly closely to the schedule has been immensely helpful to me. Each day is different, and each day I feel different. I'm giving myself a lot of grace right now, but with a schedule in place, the day flows better and I feel more accomplished. One thing that goes hand in hand with sticking to a schedule is to get fixed up for your day. I know it's tempting to stay in PJs, no makeup, messed up hair, but you will feel better if you get dressed in something that's comfortable and, you know, normal for being at home, but nice, like you might be running out to meet a friend for coffee. 
put on a little makeup and fix your hair or at least brush it please this ritual like the schedule will give you a sense of control during a time when we don't have much control if you've not done this yet try it I was wearing casual clothes the other day outside and a neighbor remarked I was dressed up and actually I wasn't and I couldn't understand why she was saying that later I figured out what it was she noticed I had on a bright lip color so a bright lip always dresses up a look even if you don't want to get fixed every day set aside two or three days to do it and maybe it's just a swipe of lipstick and pulling your hair in a ponytail and putting on that nicer pair of athleisure pants some color I was wearing coral all last week to kind of energize me um, see just try it and see if you feel different on those days I'm betting that you will Speaking of getting fixed up, I've enjoyed some FaceTime and Zoom meetings with my girlfriends and having a reason to blow dry my hair out and put on a cute shirt. I'm so grateful that I have this means of seeing them right now. Um, so schedule one with a few friends. We definitely need this connection. Um, and uh, even just a quick uh, phone call to say hello and how are you doing? That's helpful too, even if you're not seeing each other, you're hearing each other's voices. Winding down at night can be difficult just on a normal day, but especially right now with all the news coming at us, rather than scrolling your news feed at bedtime, try to set aside an hour or two before bed to free yourself from your news apps and other social media platforms. By then, you know you've been checking all of those most of your day. It's time to do something that will give your mind and body a break. For me, I've enjoyed a lot more baths. I have Epsom salts, and um, those are great for tight muscles. I've also been playing Hertz 432 music while I'm in my bath, and that is said to be healing for the body. And when I get out of those baths, I just feel so relaxed, and I sleep very well those nights. If you've fallen into the habit of nightly drinking, which I don't recommend right now, but I do understand if if you are try to drink a glass of water not necessarily right before bed but sometime in your evening time just a full glass to cleanse your body it's essential that you get good rest at night to stay healthy both physically and emotionally and remember it's something else that I shared in the episode 10 dehydration causes a drop in the sleep-inducing hormone melatonin, which is what helps us unwind and go to sleep at night. So make sure you are getting enough water throughout your day. If you feel like you need a little help relaxing as you're getting into bed, you're kind of still feeling a bit tense, try lying flat on your bed, tensing your whole body, and then releasing all of that tension and sinking into your mattress. Do this while deep breathing, maybe just for three or four minutes. If a thought comes into your mind during that time or while you're trying to fall asleep, you know, thank it and ask it to keep on moving. One thing to get your mind off of that thought and get you continuing into that restful, peaceful state is to count backwards. Five, four, three, two, one. And while you're doing that, hold a picture in your mind of a place you visited 
that makes you feel happy and calm, a place you love. And um, just let those distracting thoughts go on by and, um, and hopefully this will help you fall asleep. Stretching before bed is also helpful. My kids have done nighttime uh, bedtime yoga a couple of times and they seem to really love it. Speaking of bed, I'm going to switch gears about <laughs> from our nighttime routine to our morning routine. Are you making your bed in the morning? I received a video last week from a friend that shared part of the 2014 commencement speech at the University of Texas at Austin by Naval Admiral William McRaven. In the speech, he said, If you make your bed every morning, you will have accomplished the first task of the day. It will give you a small sense of pride and it will encourage you to do another task and another and another. By the end of the day, that one task completed will have turned into many tasks completed. Making your bed will also reinforce the fact that little things in life matter. What a great speech. I loved hearing his voice. Maybe Google it and enjoy it for yourself. According to Admiral McRaven, making the bed might be a small accomplishment, but it's very important because it sets the tone for the entire day. He also wrote a book called Make Your Bed, and now I'm curious to, to purchase it and read it. Guys, this is a hard time and everyone is suffering. Just know that we are going to get through this and that you're loved and that you're needed. I hope somewhere in this podcast I've shared something that helps you. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with others. Subscribe to it if you've not already. I produce about one a month. And it would be amazing to have you review me. This way others can find the podcast. Thank you again for listening. Hang in there and please message me or a loved one if you need to talk. Speak to you again real soon.